Hello listeners, and thanks for joining us for this edition of Corona Chronicles. If you're interested in learning more about the ways that our community is adapting in the midst of the coronavirus crisis, you're in the right place. It's your chance to better understand how the news about this pandemic may affect you and your life. You may even learn about the ways you can contribute to the greater good, and it only takes a few minutes of your time. During the COVID-19 pandemic, more and more people have fallen on hard times and had to rely on food pantries and government support to be able to keep their homes and stay safe. As the U.S. faces record unemployment, Time magazine reports that food banks across the country are facing even more financial challenges or even shutting down. In today's edition of Columbia Chronicles, Michael Gallagher introduces us to the executive director of a food bank in the upstate that has had to adapt to this pandemic. I'm here with Caroline Robertson, Executive Director of Greer Relief in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Caroline, thank you for joining us today. First, what can you tell us about Greer Relief and what is this organization all about? Okay, um, well, uh, about Greer Relief is um, we are a 80 plus year old organization. We were founded during the Great Depression. So um, um, times like these, crisis times, are uh, very, very much a part of our beginnings. And um, we're here for our neighbors. The bottom line is prevention. We wanna make sure that our neighbors can continue being our neighbors and make sure that they can still stay in their homes, stay safe, um, fed, and um, make sure that they continue to stay safe and pay their bills. And whatever we can do to help make sure that that happens, we will sit down and talk. COVID-19 has had a significant effect on what you do here in South Carolina. So yes. could you talk a little bit about how that's affected Greer Relief? Well, when we first heard about COVID-19, um, it it was a little bit of a, oh, over there kind of a thing. But when it did kind of sink in that that was something that was going to um, be a here and now um, settlement, you know, one thing my response was is that this is the time that we need to step up and do more and be more. Um, this is not the time that we close up shop and send people home and say, okay, well, the utility companies are not disconnecting you. Okay, well, we'll wait until they do. Or this is the time that landlords are not going to be able to evict you. Well, we'll just wait until they do. This is the time that, this is that in-between time where we're like, great, let's use that and let's go ahead and take care of the future problems so that it doesn't become a catastrophe later for you. So we used that early time to be able to eliminate those needs that would now be a crisis, a true catastrophe crisis for somebody. We also simplified the process um, and then we were able to go to an online application process so that they were able to turn everything in online. So we really went to from a, you had to be here, turn in these days and times to a pretty much if, at midnight on a Sunday, you could turn in all your paperwork and Monday morning we could pretty much look at it and call and say, okay, Sally, you're ready to go and do a little bit of case management on the back end after that. So research has shown that the number of people uh, who are food insecure has risen a lot in the recent months, especially among children. So what do you think things look like here in South Carolina compared to other states? I would agree. Um, although I will say that I think it's, um, there's a lot of factors that go into it. Um, 
one of the greatest challenges I know that we do have in our in our community is transportation. Um, all of the communities we serve, which even though our name is Greer Relief, mm -hmm. it's a misnomer. We serve a greater community than Greer. We serve Greer, Taylors, Duncan, Lyman, Welford, and Startex. So a much larger community than just the Greer that mm -hmm. is in our name. Um, however, none of them have public transportation. So if, if you do not have a vehicle or access to a vehicle, you do not have a way to get to a grocery store. Um, so I do agree that, that, you know, the challenge is still there and great. And our numbers did reflect that, that there was still a lot of food insecurity. Um, we saw a lot of new people and um, our food was flying off the shelves. Um, we were very challenged to keep food on the shelves. So we also were challenged as well in trying to keep our food stock because we felt the same pinch in trying to get food on the shelves as anybody else because we weren't able to go to the grocery store and really stock up for the same reason that everybody else. There were limits as to what was even available as far as supply. We've been relying on just the generosity of the community to fill the food pantry. Um, but food insecurity is still great. Um, we're still seeing new people. We're still helping. But the blessing is that we have actually increased, even though we're still challenged, we're, we have increased the availability and cut down on the amount, um, on the number of times in between. So we went from assisting once every three months to once a month now. So if you need help, you can come as often as once a month. How are you and Greer Relief planning to move forward from this? And are there any plans to sort of slowly bring things back to normal? Uh, normal. I dream of normal. Um, well, calling it the next chapter, because <laughs> I hate that new normal word, <laughs> the phrasing. But um, we are. Next week, we are doing what we're calling a soft open. Um, no PSAs, no bells and alarms, but we are going to open the doors on Monday morning and just see what happens. And um, we've got the little social distancing bubbles in the lobby. Um, we're gonna have limited chairs, um, only for those that are not, you know, walked here or just really physically not able to stand or, or wait outside for whatever reason. We're trying, gonna try to, to get back to something, um, a sort of an open. Um, we are keeping some things. So we've, we've already had a, hey, we've learned a lot. What can we keep? And so we're keeping that online application. We're keeping that email verification of information. Um, we're keeping the online and our, the phone and um, video case management. Um, again, I said transportation is a challenge here um, if they don't have a good working vehicle. Um, there's no reason whatsoever not to try to at least continue that type of thing moving forward for that reason and so we're we're going to try to move with that moving forward same thing with food um so that it's a little more speedier but still do the back door mm. method so that people aren't pulling everything through the front um so still trying to do a little bit more of a social distancing through the back um so we're we're exploring what that looks like um, in the next chapter. <laughs> so based on what you've seen here in Greer and in South Carolina, what can our listeners do in their own communities to try to lighten the load on their own relief services where they live? Well, they can ask questions um, just like you're doing and just like you've done and show up. What can I do to help? 
what do you what do you need to do to help um is there a way for me to plug in and do it um don't just say the words but actually act them out because doing is the most important thing um lead by example thank you so much for interviewing with us today for corona chronicles i'm michael gallagher Corona Chronicles provides in-depth coverage of news and issues in our community and is designed to serve the public interest. It's produced through a partnership between USC's Honors College, the School of Journalism and Mass Communications, and the Garnet Media Group. For a full transcript of today's episode, go to www.garnetmedia.org and look for Corona Chronicles. Thanks for joining us. And before we sign off, here's a message for you. Come on, buddy. Hey neighbor, it's been a while. Oh, hi Jenny. How are you guys doing? You know, staying home, staying safe. Staying apart can be hard, but we can still reach out. Columbia has many unmet needs and Mutual Aid Midlands is stepping in. From delivering groceries to internet access to books for kids, they're people like us, pooling resources and finding solutions. If you wanna help your neighbors and donate your time or special skill, join them. Find Mutual Aid Midlands on Facebook or call their hotline.